Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we give you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance by Redwood Media Group, founder and head trader of 10MinuteStockTrader.com, Christopher Ewell. Today's podcast is produced in partnership with my friends at TrendSpider. I use TrendSpider on a daily basis, and honestly, I could not imagine trading without it ever again. Their platform has charts, automatic technical analysis, backtesting right there on the screen, and alerts that are sent straight to my phone, all of which I use every single day. Now you can get two weeks to try TrendSpider for yourself for free and get discounts of at least 15% off when you sign up for their service. Listen, they are so confident that this will change the way you trade, they'll even give you a one-on-one demo with the platform and answer any questions you may have about how to incorporate their platform into your trading. And that's exactly what I've done. So head on over to trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com to get your discount code. And I'll even throw in some extra bonuses worth over $100 to incentivize you to take their free trial of Trendspider today. Now listen, the only place to get your discounts and the free bonuses is at trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com. One more time, that's trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com. Hey everybody, Jake with TrendSpider. Hope everybody is staying safe and healthy out there. Uh, I wanted to do another video today on the S&P 500 ETF, SPY, to just go over kind of what happened this week and what the chart looks like into next week. I also wanna go over a couple case studies from last week that may help you understand some of the things that we go over today, such as the anchored volume by price. Um, so first off, SPY, we've got a daily chart and a weekly chart here. And what you'll see is we really actually, you know, finally caught a little bit of a bid um, over the last week or so, capitulated down right around to 218 and then reversed hard from there. Um, so with the close on Friday, we can see that from the 19th of February's reversal, which was really kind of the, the day that this all started to come down. Um, the next day is when we had that little blip of... Uh, of uh, that that intraday move down everyone's like what happened and then from there things have just gone down south so the question is you know where do we go from here and to answer that I have no idea but what I can tell you is I can tell you the different levels that supply and demand are currently holding at which will give us an idea of where price may be headed both to the upside and the downside so looking at SPY on the daily chart you'll see that I did anchor the volume profile and then from there, you'll see all of these different volume blocks on the right side represent essentially where volume is holding at different levels. So for example, here, you'll see that we've got a little bit of a, a volume block holding around 306. You can also see down below, we're really, you know, we have quite a bit of volume holding around 238 to 244. And essentially, I'm just measuring that by these three volume blocks. I'm looking at where the price starts at around 338 right here and then going up all the way to 244 until we get up to this volume gap. 
And I call this a volume gap because it just shows where, you know, you've got a big shelf of volume and then you really don't have a ton of shares holding here. And then you've got another layer of volume holding where we currently closed at. What's really interesting about this is as we dropped, these volume layers were actually forming. So each day goes by, these volume bars are going to change as volume and distribution goes on throughout the market. You know, there's going to be different areas where these volume bars are showing up. Um, but it was interesting to see that these were initial areas of resistance. Because if you think about it, let's say that you bought shares at 245, the price drops all the way down to 218. Once the price gets back up to 242 to 245 where you initially bought, you're like, all right, I'm break even, I'm out of here. So enough people do that, it adds to kind of the status quo of, you know, everybody going in at the same time and saying, all right, I'm kind of capitulating here. Well, for all those people that are selling, there's somebody else buying up those shares. And so what happens is this initial area of supply becomes an area of demand as enough participants turn bear, uh, bullish, and then you've got your next move up. And what's really interesting about this is, notice how easily the price was able to move up through this volume gap. The reason is, is because you don't have a lot of people holding here. The next level of people holding that were kind of at break even in the 250s, notice that we moved up quickly, and then we had a hard area of uh, supply above, which then acted as a short-term level of resistance. And now, notice that this initial short-term level of resistance has then become the demand zone. So the way I like to think about it is, if the price is currently trading in this area, or it's trading right above a specific area, I look at this as the demand zone, because that's where the next area of quote-unquote buyers were. However, if the area is above, like this area here, notice that we've got this big block of volume, and if I delete these yellow blocks, you'll, you'll see these easier. They're just these, these areas that are um, further left than these areas. However, notice that this area here that I have highlighted red, this is your next kind of little supply zone. Notice that there's not a ton of uh, volume here. So, you know, if the price did start to move up quickly, you don't really have another heavy supply zone until you get to this next area around 275 to 280. And so what happens is, you know, if there's not a lot of people holding above, i.e. there's not a lot of friction in the market, um, the price can move up very quickly through these volume gaps. And so what I want to do is I want to go over a couple examples of uh, this happening actually in the market uh, last week. But before I do that, I want to go over the weekly candle on SPY, and you'll see something really, really interesting. Um, since the February 2016 low here, you can see that every time we had a big move down in the market on the weekly candle, we almost always caught an immediate bid right at this anchored volume weighted average price. And the volume weighted average price um, being anchored essentially allows us to start the VWAP from a particular point in time. Um, this was mastered by Brian Shannon, the uh, founder of Alpha Trends and the creator of the anchored VWAP. And what he taught me was you always want to anchor from these capitulation points, um, different areas of status quos changing, whether that's a capitulation point, whether that's a gap up from earnings. And so naturally, you know, we want to anchor the VWAP from our last really big downturn. Um, we could anchor it as well from December 24th of 2018, which is what we initially did. 
But notice that, you know, we quickly broke down through that area. So the next area to look for would really be, you know, essentially where we caught another bid um, on the Anchored View app. Notice that we broke down through that. So then we go to this candle here, which was kind of your capitulation zone. Notice that we broke through that. So really, you know, this isn't an end-all be-all where, hey, if, if the price gets to the Anchored View app, this is, this is your buy zone or your sell zone. These are what Brian calls levels of interest. They're not there to say, hey, as, as soon as the price gets there, you got to buy. It's saying, hey, this is the next area of interest that may catch a bid and find buyers. Um, but you'll see here, since we started the Anchored View app, this initially acted as support. And now what's really interesting to see is this is actually acting as an area of resistance above two weeks in a row now. And you can see we did break through it um, intra-week, but we did actually close below this area um, for the week um, last week. So it is interesting to see that these previous areas of long-term support are now acting as resistance on SPY. Notice as well, this megaphone pattern the support did not get tested last week. And I think honestly, a reason for that was because so many people were watching this megaphone pattern. I wasn't the only one that saw this. You know, there's a lot of people um, naturally who saw this. And what happens is this becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So what happens is if everybody's looking at this area below, you're generally going to find some demand right before that area because people know everyone's looking at that area. So you, you get, you know, these, these areas where you'll bounce right above an area or you're, you'll uh, break through a support zone. Let's say here, you know, everybody's looking at the anchored view app might as well just tank it a little more before we rip it to the upside type deal. So um, what's what's great about Trend Spider's alert system is the ability to actually add some sensitivity there. So if you had sensitivity increased all the way, you would have actually been able to capture this wick here and you would have needed to lower this to the 30 minute candle. So that means whenever the 30 minute candle closed anywhere within this purple area, which would have been in this wick, that's when you would have known, okay, I, uh, you know, I need to start eyeing this area more. So being able to add some sensitivity around these lines is really important because at the end of the day, the market is not going to, um, you know, respect things with a precise to the penny um, type uh, thing. You're going to have margin calls, you're going to have impulse buyers, things that, you know, create these small margin margins of error around these lines and these, these moving averages, indicators, pretty much anything. Um, so, that is SPY. Now, what I want to go over now is GE. So notice here we've got GE, very similar setup to what we had on SPY, just simply anchoring from this reversal point. Now, GE, this is a 65-minute chart, so we're kind of zoomed in, zoomed in a little bit here. And you'll see what I've done is I've anchored the volume profile from this uh, March 3rd reversal. Notice that we were in a downtrend, had a slight little dead cap bounce, and then this candle right here was where we hit a hit a uh, intraday high and then from there have moved down since. So this is where I want to anchor the volume profile since this is kind of where I think the status quo of the trend continued down. And then I also want to anchor the VWAP from this big gap down because this is, you know, an area of, of interest because this is kind of where the status quo changed once again. We had a huge gap down and then you'll see, um, you know, over the next few days, this area did act as support. Um, multiple times. Notice that we didn't get exactly to that point um, in this candle, but that's where your sensitivity comes in and um, being able to use that. 
So what we have here is we had a breakout through this anchored VWAP, and then we've got this you know, volume gap that I've been talking about. The volume gap, as I mentioned, is an area where there's just not a lot of holders. You just don't have a lot of people holding. And so as the price is going up, you don't have a lot of people breaking even or above. You didn't really have any volume breaking even until the, the 820s and 830s above. And so naturally, this was my target. So what I did here, I entered uh, 2,500 shares of GE right around seven, uh, what was that? Around 777 was my first buy. And then I, I actually added as uh, strength came in. And the really important thing about this is, is you also had to keep an eye on the market. The market is kind of the status quo for all stocks right now. So for example, if you see you know, GE start to reverse, it's likely because some, the S&P is reversing and everything's kind of following that. So um, as much as an individual chart works, you do need to see kind of what the relative strength is in the market and if the market's actually um, in a good spot as well. So as the market started gaining steam, I saw this was kind of lagging the S&P. That's something I, I also like to do is look for things that you know should be following the S&P, maybe with a higher beta that haven't moved yet. And then generally those will catch up. So here at GE, we've got this nice candle. We've got a higher low here. Um, and so this is why I initially entered. This was my target zone above. And you'll notice something really interesting. It only took a 65 minute candle for us to move up right to this target area above. Notice that we literally got rejected exactly at this target zone, which was simply just the next area of supply above. So I did what I did was I just took the took the profit right at this target zone and I exited the trade. Um, so so it's especially in this market, you have to be nimble. You have to have no emotion. It's kind of got to be completely based on a plan that is based on some type of logic, because if you start adding emotion into the picture, you're simply going to either go into a position that's too big. You're going to go into um, a position too quickly without scaling in enough, um, as you maybe typically would if you were in the right mindset. So, you know, all of this is great. You know, these are great tools to use. But if you're not in the right mindset to take advantage of these tools, you're not going to be able to, you know, do this. It's, it's like, um, you know, it's like if you were going to fly a plane and, you know, uh, you, were, you were really, you know, really studied a bunch. You, you essentially passed all your tests and then you actually get into the plane and you're like, uh, okay, I don't like going this fast. Same type of thing. It's like if you allow your emotions to kind of get in the way, you're going to, you know, you're really going to set your up for uh, set yourself up for failure. So um, I just want to point that out. Is even though these are all great resources, you really have to have the mindset at the first kind of step of trading, and then once you have the mindset, everything else will kind of fall into place. So um, going through this, notice here we had a very hard reversal right when we got to supply, and then now. You'll see this is the same exact chart, except we've got a live chart now. Um, you'll see that we hit this target zone, supply came in, and naturally we pulled back down. What I want to show here, though, is really interesting. Notice that we've got this demand zone that popped up. If we go back to the original chart, that demand zone was not there. So you'll see over time, 
these volume bars are going to change because for every candle that occurs, you've got new volume coming in, new buyers, new sellers. And so you'll see originally this was not a demand zone. But now as time has gone by, notice this area became a demand zone, which was our initial breakout area. And now price has caught a bid right here. I mean, you know, it's just it was stuck here. And so same type of thing. If we were on the SPY chart, this would be our demand zone. This would be our supply zone. And then this is really your, your gap. There's just not a lot of volume holding above. So if the price did decide to move up quickly, you know, your next area would be the same area above your, your 820s, your low 830s. And then if we broke down, naturally, this Alpha Trends Anchored VWAP is going to be your support below. And notice that this uh, Anchored VWAP also is um, in nice confluence with another volume block here below, right around 725 to 740. So, you know, before we move on, I do want to go back to S&P and, you know, mention we're, we're kind of in the same exact area. We've got our, uh, you know, our demand zone here. We've got our supply zone here. And then if we did break down, you know, this, this would be a very quick area to drop through this 249 down to 244, just because there's not a lot of friction. So the next area below would be this volume block around 237 to 245. And if we did go to the upside, that area above where supply is kind of aggregated would be around 274 to 280. So I just wanted to kind of be able to show you guys how we use that in a real life situation moving forward. And then, you know, going through these things that have already happened and how we can utilize that. So the last one I want to go over is Netflix. This is a really cool example on Netflix. Same type of thing. Notice I anchored the volume profile from um, our highest open. So it's maybe a little confusing, but notice that, you know, we've got an open um, on February 19th around, what was that, three can't even see like 380 something however we actually hit an intraday high higher than that on March 4th however I like to anchor the volume by price from where the actual highest open was because if you look on a line chart this would have been the the kind of reversal point on the line chart and then you would have seen the trend continue down from here so sometimes you need to kind of switch over from a regular chart to a line chart I'll, I'll go over an example of that here in a second so notice here same type of thing almost exactly what we're set up for here this was on Friday notice that this is kind of similar to um, uh, SPY I did note this as a supply zone because before when we were down here this was a supply zone because remember, as I said, when the price is below this volume bar, it's a supply zone. And if you look at the intraday action, you'll see that Netflix had some trouble initially breaking through this supply zone. You kind of had to get through that wall of wall of sellers. Once you got through that supply zone, you had this volume gap above. And what's really cool about this is if we go to the next shot, notice how quickly the price was able to shoot through this volume gap because there just weren't enough shares to kind of add to the supply to, to, you know, overtake demand. Demand was just, you know, overtaking supply at this point because there just wasn't enough shares. Your next area of supply was around seven, uh, excuse me, 369 to 370 shown by this area above, which was actually our initial area of resistance. And then if we go to the chart, 
notice what happened. This is the daily chart. We literally zoomed right through this volume gap. We found supply and resistance right at 369. And then we zoomed right back down, uh, actually closing below where we opened at. So this is an example of price just respecting supply and demand. I mean, if you look at the market, that's the only thing moving the market is supply and demand. You say, oh, well, you know, no, it's news that's driving that. Well, if you think about news coming out, news creates new supply and demand. That's the new supply and demand is reacting to that news. And so, you know, at the very base of the market, <clears throat> I would say supply and demand is the ultimate thing to understand. If you can understand what's driving prices um, and not just saying news is driving the price, you're, you're saying, well, news came out, more buyers have come in than sellers, demand is outpacing supply, and that's why we're getting a move up in price. So understanding the economics of price movements and how volume plays into all this is incredibly important. So, um, you know, that is something I want to go over this weekend, show you guys a current chart into next week, show you some different examples of how these play out. And then, you know, also just, you know, mention mindset is everything. I, I'm showing these examples that worked out really well, but this is these examples work if you're a trader in the right mindset. If you have the confidence to go in, stick to your plan, know what your upside is, know what your downside is. Um, because if you don't have that mindset, you, you're not thinking about that, your emotions are really going to come into play. And, you know, it's kind of like driving a Ferrari. You can get handed a Ferrari, but if you aren't comfortable going 120 miles an hour around a pretty sharp turn, then that Ferrari is not going to be able to live up to its its actual, um, you know, reason that it was created to go fast around sharp turns, that type of thing. Same thing with a, a, a platform or a resource. Those resources are only going to work if you're in the right mindset to take advantage of them and be comfortable with the risk that you're taking. Um, so that's my little spiel about that. Um, just wanted to really make everyone aware that it's not just about supply and demand. It's also about having the mentality to go in and, uh, and do trades like you're supposed to. So um, everyone's going to have their own different style of trading, but there's one common thing. You have to have the right mindset to, to go in and, and go to quote unquote war, if you want to call it that. So um, hopefully this video helped. If you do have any questions about that or any questions about the volume profile, please let us know. We're really here to add value to your whole process of technical analysis. And hopefully you found some value in this video. And hopefully everyone has a safe and healthy weekend. And uh, we will see you next week. Hey, before you go, make sure you head on over to trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com to get your discounts. And I'm even going to throw in some extra bonuses worth over $100 to incentivize you to take your free trial of Trendspider today. And the only place to get these discounts and free bonuses is at trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com. 10minutestocktrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. 
Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice, tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit timandstocktrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.